cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Renegade Report. It's 2017. I'm Jonathan and... Ramon is present. I actually can't wait to use that as an argument this year. Guys, it's 2017. And then everyone must agree. Otherwise, they Yeah, begins. well, uh, it's a great philosophical argument. We know that it was proposed by many of the greats. You know, you just say the year. You know, Aristotle, you know, guys, it's 30. <laughs> Whatever it freaking was in his time. Um, 2000 BC. I can't, I can't, uh, can't remember exactly his time period. Uh, how was your How was your break? If you had one, no, I didn't really. I had three days break on a, on a farm somewhere in the countryside. Uh, yeah, shot a lot of animals. So you are your Henry Rupert's farm? Yes, indeed. Uh, he owns all the land north of Pretoria, I think, and south of Pretoria as well. Oh, is that so? I yeah. thought that was Oppenheimer. No, your Henry. Rupert. Oh, well, they share it. Uh, I think it's a timeshare type thing. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, they just swap it over halfway through the year, and then you know, obviously, fly around in the helicopters. Between the the farms, yeah, I, I couldn't get the helicopter, I'm afraid, um, so I had to drive in my car. But nevertheless, yeah, I had three days off. It was fine. Can't complain. Fine. And you? Um, I worked. I, I worked uh, damn hard, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'm but, quite tired. But, but you Jews don't celebrate Christmas anyway, so it's like there was nah. there was there was a bit of Hanukkah in there, but. Uh, but it's, uh, a bit of downtime would have been nice. But it'll come. It'll come. I'll have a break uh, sometime uh, early in this year. Uh, all right. So we hope you've had a really good rest. We've got some excellent guests lined up. Um, really some, some top, top-notch. Uh, yeah, talent. we wanted one today, but they're all on holiday, the bastards. So we couldn't get anyone today. So it's just us, aren't you lucky? Yeah. So we, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that's happened in the weeks we've been away. Uh, we'll talk about some of the stuff that's happened in this week, uh, and I'm sure by next week there'll be more. Uh, you know, everyone who was like, well, 2016, we'll leave that behind us, you know, all this <laughs> immature bullshit. Uh, we'll we'll move on. The world will become better, and we'll stop with the post-truth stuff and all that oh, kind of nonsense. Such naivety, man. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, I don't know if there is such a thing as tripling down, <laughs> but 2016 was doubling down on like the madness, and now, well, 2017 looks to triple down. Let's let's see how it works out. So, I mean, let's talk about metric results. Practically, the intellectual genocide of South did, Africa. Did you pass? Uh, when I when I wrote it, yes. Oh, good. I, I heard Kaladi still hasn't passed. Oh, he hasn't. He passed. Oh, neither has our president. So we're in good company. Uh, but yeah, the inter- intellectual and economic genocide uh, is is alive and strong, because basically all school teaches you is to do routine work, which will disappear in about twenty years' time. So we are celebrating the fact that we teach these people how to do routine work. Uh, you know, a system that was devised in 1876 in Chicago, the school system. Yeah. And it hasn't and, evolved and, much. And, and even before that in Europe, it's, uh, it's, it's an ancient, ancient system. Well, it was designed to make factory workers. Yeah. Uh, that's why there's a bell. That's, that's why, why they line up. in a row. That's why you line up. That's why you wear a uniform. Just go, go work at a, at a factory. Why don't you? It's the same principle. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're celebrating an increase of something. I, I don't, I don't even know the stats. But all I know is that whatever it is, even if there's a hundred percent pass rate, it's you're still teaching the people the wrong things. Yeah, there's not, a, there's not a hundred percent pass rate. There's, there's not a hundred percent really anything. 
um, no, anywhere. Had, and well, and I saw, I saw some, I saw some, yeah. So I saw some <laughs> marks that were shifted, you know, but it's hilarious because I, I think, you know, you might have got pissed off a while back. Uh, certainly when I was at school and it wasn't that long ago, although time is passing, but, when marks were shifted, it was like, no, no, don't shift marks because, you know, it gives an, un- and things were shifting, you know, from 60 something to 60 something else. Um, now they, they're shifting marks from 37 to 39%. And I'm just like, why bother? Like, what's the point? Um, so, you, you know, there, there was apparently the averages. There was a, there was a table I saw where they shift the averages. Uh, I, I just, I do wonder though, you talk about skills that aren't going to be used. Let's argument's sake say the skills will be used or at least they're something. Um, when you know 30% or 40% as an average, uh, that means, you know, that's kind of, not everyone is going to fall into the average. There's people who are going to fall out of that at the bottom as well. Yeah. Um, so you've got a majority of people, therefore, who actually can't even pass relatively basic subjects. Yes. Um, are those skills even useful then, even if you need them? Well, no. <laughs> I think the answer is no. We, I, it just it just seems I don't, I don't know what we're doing I don't know I don't, and I don't know I, as you say ce- celebration of mediocrity I don't even know if it's mediocrity anymore it's kind of just celebration oh, right. of complete failure well yeah well this is this, the one thing about South Africa is that mediocrity is seen as excellence <laughs> it's been like that for centuries it always has been um, so this is just another iteration of that we've got a very mediocre political system very mediocre economic system a, a very shitty intellectual and philosophical system uh, so this is just perpetuation of mediocrity par excellence and I mean unless unless you have someone in charge who's actually a visionary who actually understands that the world is changing a lot faster than we think it's just going to be, you know, it's going to perpetuate itself. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of commentary, obviously, around these metric marks. Uh, people giving advice, basically, lots of lots of advice um, here, left, right, and centre. Um, some good advice, actually. Like what? Uh, by the way, I deleted Twitter off my phone for the past. You did what? Four or five days. Uh, so I haven't. Sorry, actually... Milo. What's going on? <laughs> I wish I was bad. Uh, no, no, no. I just took it off my phone. It, it cut into my productivity time. So it's on my iPad and my computer, but not on my phone. So, so. you'll get it when you get it. Well, yeah. You, you, do you hear that, peasants? Ramon will get to you in due course. Indeed, indeed. All right. So obviously, people are not just saying Twitter. I mean, there were some tweets on Twitter which were prominent, but there were plenty of stuff as always on Facebook. I even made a, a sort of comment uh, with regards to. Uh, success at matric because I, I think it's great if you do very well and I think that you should be proud of yourself and your parents should be proud of you and all the rest of that stuff. But it's, uh, it, it really, in my opinion, does not, uh, mean anything. It's, it's not a great marker for any kind of overall success in life and uh, certainly not a great uh, marker for prosperity, for happiness. Um, and, I think anyone who's sort of been out of school for more than 10 years could tell you that there are people who excelled at school who then went on to excel in life and people who excelled at school who have done nothing with their lives and vice versa. People who were either, you know, almost dropouts or or did very poorly who are amongst the the most successful people they know. Well, I've been very consistent. I did 
all right at school and I'm doing very poor at life. So <laughs> I'm, I, I can't really say much. Very poor at life. Yeah, very poor. I'm just a, a mediocrity exemplifier. Just an average podcaster. Absolutely. Right. All right. So some of the comments, um, what do you think is good advice? Uh, well, first if, of if all, if you're gonna, I mean, I, I, you're probably the last person anyone should ask for advice, Mister Nihilist Anarchist over there. But, but let's uh, let's, well, let's give think, you a shot. Well, I think first thing is unlearn everything you were taught in school. Uh, understand that what you learned in school is a narrative, not the truth. Very much like what what media is, it's a narrative, not actually objective in any way. And I do think that um, a lot of skills are are. Taught or created outside of school through experience, and I don't think a degree is by any means required for that. The best people we know who've been on this podcast—I mean, they dropped out of school or they didn't yeah. enter university. The degrees don't necessarily translate into what they do. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be like a, a hard scientist, yeah, sure, go ahead. I mean, if you want to learn about lesbian dance theory, oh, it's a bit of a waste of money, really. Um, so, no, for advice, just. Just, damn it, I just, just enrolled in lesbian dance theory. Damn it. <laughs> just pick five people that you really want to be like or you want to emulate and just try hanging around them as much as possible. Like it's, you have to, networking is so, I found out recently, networking is actually very, very important. <clears throat> the people you know make you successful, not really what you know yourself, if that makes sense. Mm, who you know, not what you know. Yeah, well, but not, not, not in a crony way, but mm. like you, you pick up uh, rituals and habits and, and mindsets and, and, um, the way to do things from, from the people around you. So yeah. if you surround yourself with losers, you're going to be a loser. Simple as that. Is it, do you buy the argument that perhaps certain people, you know, this, the, the, the work argument would say, you, of course, surround yourself with people who, you know, the right people to know, Ramon, because, you know, you're a cis, Hetero, whatever, um, white, etc. Yeah. Male. Um, I'm sure I, that's a very, uh, a lot of tautology in that statement. Um, so of course you can surround yourself. Other people can't. Other people can't do, you know, all these pieces of advice are great, but, uh, they, they don't work for, you know, the average guy coming out of a township school, for example. Yeah. So you what? buy that? Well, no. I mean, it's a choice you make, right? A lot of people are, are unemployed in this country. Um, it's a mindset thing at yeah. the end of the day. Some circumstances are really awful. Some are really great. Uh, a lot of people do well from awful circumstances. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if you want excuses, yeah, go ahead. Do you think anyone will give a shit? I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as against tertiary education. I, I think it has its place. I'm not um, against it. I just don't think it's a prerequisite. Yeah. No, I, and I would agree with that. And the truth be told is, uh, the hundreds of thousands of people who just matriculated, uh, we know that probably around a hundred thousand or just less, just under that will actually end up in some sort of tertiary education. The right. rest won't. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think for hard skills and, and uh, certain jobs, you know, you, it's a requirement to have some sort of tertiary education for other things it might not be but I do think that a university can create a level of thinking that isn't taught at school for the for all the reasons you kind of pointed out about the sure. problems with school um, but yeah I think if you've got the, a good vision and, and, and a good plan and the right ambition um, I mean that uh, 
Jordan Peterson podcast with uh, Joe Rogan yes. was uh, was really good. He gave some some nice tips. Uh, he he's got that sort of self help website. Um, yeah, self self authoring dot com something. Or something. Yeah. Well, well, Jordan Peterson made the argument that you know send your kids to trade school, man. Let them be plumbers and electricians because universities are, are actually cesspits of ideology. And, and I do agree for the humanities and things like that. Yeah. But I think if you're going to be an aeronautical engineer, you're not yeah. going to be able to do that elsewhere. Yeah, I, I just I liked some of his ideas. I mean, they, they're not new, and I don't think they're specific to him. But he, he kind of says, look, if you don't kind of know what your vision is for where you want to go, yeah. you'll never get there. And, and don't rack up debt trying to find out what you want to do, which mm. is what universities are. Like, it's a, it's a debt hole. So, I mean, if you, if you do a BA and it costs you 30 grand and you, you don't know why you're doing it. Just to have a BA. Just to have a BA, but it costs you 100 grand for four years. I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. All right, are we done on are we done on these matriculants? Yeah, we done. So okay, I'll, I'll, so so if you're a matriculant or you've just matriculated, um, thanks for listening. Uh, if that's your first good step in life. Uh, get your friends to listen. Um, and to those of you who are parents and have got kids who've just finished, I think uh, I saw some of our listeners. Uh, congrats to those who have finished and have done well. Uh, now the hard work starts, I think, because uh, school's easy. Well, not for me. That's boring. Uneasy. Yeah, boring. But like, it's not. Uh, it's not. Do you find it challenging? School. Yeah. Well, n- not the work, but just the the, the whole concept. The environment. The, the, whole, the whole thing <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, let, let's. So, okay. Well done if you passed. Well done if you didn't. I actually don't give a shit. Nevertheless, so Escom is actually wanting to uh, cut off supply to municipalities across the country mm. based on non-payment. From those municipalities. Yes, but the people have paid their municipalities. But, but just think about it. So one part of the government hasn't paid another part of the government. So that part of the government will cut off electricity <laughs> to the taxpaying consumers in that part of the government. And no one sees a problem with that at all. Um, well, do, don't they? Well, it's not my argument. Uh, Martin von Staden, who was a guest, um, made, yes. wrote this article on the Rational Standard. And uh, intuitively, it came to me. I read the article. It actually makes a lot of sense. Um, you've got government failure, like on both sides. And the consumer who actually pays for his services is the one that's going to be suffering with no power. And people think it's fine. Like no one – I haven't seen the Huffington Post talk about the oppressed – Consumers, the Huffington Post are currently on Camps Bay Beach, so they're a bit busy right I now. I doubt they can afford that. I think maybe Margate. Have you seen the like borderline homeless people on Camps Bay Beach? Please, man. I've never been to Camps Bay in my life. I wouldn't. Oh, know. All right. Well, uh, no, no. You don't need money to be there. Um, okay. You just need to pretend like you, you you might have money, and I'm sure they'll fit in just fine. But um, the yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But what do you want? What do you, what are you saying? You want uh, the community to kind of rise up? What is what did Martin say in the article? I haven't read the piece. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he's. No, he just pointed out the inconsistencies. And then Soweto is like ten billion rand, and they're not getting cut off. Yeah, what isn't it? And well, like, we, it coincides with something specific to the ANC this week. What what is it? <laughs> something about a birthday. They're like 105, which um, which which is a great example of the ideology. Which is about five years longer than they should have lived. Well, the ideology is like much older than that too. But it's weird that Soweto is not cut off, but these other municipalities in other parts of the country are. Um, but the right. municipalities have been paid by the consumers. Yeah. But the municipality has not paid ESCOM. Well, I, I think, you, you know, I do think that people react to it and I do think that people aren't stupid and they, they do put two and two together. Um, it's just what they can do about it. 
we hope that uh, I'm not sure what you hope because you want the government to collapse completely. But yes. I would hope that uh, that when it comes to the next round of voting, like the last round of voting, there was some change in people's minds. Oh, you, you're so romantic. That's so cute sometimes. I try. I because try. You, you, you're like a bit of a dick on Twitter permanently. And then you come <laughs> on the park and you're like, oh, I think people will change. No. no they well, they won't. did change. They did change by about 20%. 20% of people changed their minds. In the right. last, in the last, uh, in the last elections, and 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 has been the sort of trend. So all I'm saying is, and who knows? I mean, you know, you vote a new guy into Pretoria, and then he goes to Taiwan. I mean, you just can't control these people. Um, how dare he? What do you mean, um, these people? With politicians? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had that one lined up. Um, you know, it's it's. I, 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 we've got a system. We've discussed this. We've got to say, I know you want the whole system to collapse. That, that may or may not be the right way to go. Um, but we have the system. I'd, how would you propose the system is going to collapse unless you get people who are pro it collapsing? Well, um, so, so we've got people favor. who currently are like very into the kind of very left wing socialist party who want to try to convince them to come across to a liberal type, more liberal type of party, you would hope. Um, and, uh, and and in you want to them to not only move from the socialists but move all the way, I don't know if it's across or down or up or where, but they, they must move all the way across to to, to become anarchists. So I don't think that'll happen. Um, I think that's romantic for for what it's worth. Oh yeah, but but I accept that. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, but specifically for ESCOM and yeah. municipalities here, it's government failure on every single level. And none none of the government departments will actually suffer to be the consumers who have paid. He will suffer. Yeah, but, always. But, but no one cares to, to, to mention that. I mean, a lot of people but it, have but, said, oh, finally, ESCOM is taking control of the situation, but no one's getting punished. But, but we've got the, you know, ESCOM is just going to get worse. So you, is, I, I find it unbelievable that you, you get rid of someone like Brian Mulefi. Um, oh, please, he stepped down. Yes, he stepped on, down. Honorable discharge. Absolutely. Um, you know, you get someone like Brian Mulefi, he steps down. And um, you get uh, this new guy who's, who's, who's come in now. Oh, I'm just trying to remember his name. Um, so the, I'll, it'll come to me in a second. So this new guy comes in and and he seems to be worse than, than Brian Mulefi. Why is it that we can't find any people who are actually like competent or good? There are lots of them out there. There's two words. Private sector. Institutional. Mediocrity. So, so in other words, if you take the people from inside the institution, you always end up with that. It's catered deployment, mate. I mean, since Mandela's age, Mandela was like full on catered deployment. So it's, it's how good you are to me that determines where I place you in the state. That's all it is. It's a, it's a, it's a crony uh, pool of, of connected individuals that just like rotates around all these positions in the state. And that's all it is. I don't know why you're surprised. I, I'm not really. I'm wondering maybe, maybe my question is more as, do you think there's any chance of this kind of behavior changing? Well, not while the ANC is in power. Not even if they get a bit of a fright. I don't see anyone taking that mantle for now. <laughs>
Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, ESCOM start the year by screwing everyone over along with the municipalities. Big surprise. Um, the ANC are pissing it up this weekend, celebrating their birthday. I mean, look, in fairness, you have to have alcohol to celebrate the ANC. Um, to numb the pain. Exactly. And also to separate yourself from reality because there's nothing to celebrate currently. But, um, the same party that wants to ban alcohol advertising wants to extend the hours to buy alcohol for a weekend. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If, if consistency was only, <laughs> if you could sell it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so that's uh, that's uh, all the ruling party has done this year so far. Um, uh, one week in um, is 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 extended uh, sort of drinking hours. Uh, We've got uh, so we've done the metric results. We've got Eskom screwing people over, and fake news has has died as a narrative rather quickly. It it lasted two months. That's pretty impressive. Well, I don't know. All the journalists for Man and Guardian are, are um, also on Camps Bay. On, <laughs> I don't think they can afford Camps Bay. Really, I don't. But they Where do you think they, they go? They must holiday somewhere. I mean, these are so? yeah, these are the regressive left. You know, the regressive left are. Or you, uh, they they're, are. They're probably in the Seychelles or something. Why would they stay here? <laughs> no, they'd never go to the Seychelles. No, no I think that's that's uh, too. Um, I, I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not their their vibe. I, w- I would. I would guess. You but, know, but, but let's talk about. Sorry, just quickly. Let's yeah. talk about fake news. So in the U.S., there was a a mentally disabled white man who was kidnapped by four black assailants. Yeah. And he was tortured on live. On a Facebook feed hmm. On one of these assailants uh, Facebook Yeah, so they, 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 they opened up uh, Facebook Live And they streamed Basically uh, Them torturing And they were literally They, you know Shouting yeah. at Kicking And, and then no, they, they actually they, they cut put, They cut him in his forehead They yeah. said uh, Something about the fact That he's white um, That it's a problem That he's white And he had an opinion About Donald Trump Of some sort Um Maybe he voted for him. I don't know if he was able to vote. Nevertheless, so this was this was um, shown live by the assailant. I mean, classic error. But then the fact that in, in a 30-minute video, they, they mention his race and the fact that they hate white people numerous times throughout the video. The chief of police in the area says, no, this is not a hate crime. It's dumb kids being yeah. dumb. Now, excuse, like if you want fake news, that is it. If the opposite – Happened. Say a Trump voter or a few Trump voters kidnapped a Democrat, a black Democrat, and and tortured him. Obviously, it's racist. Obviously, it's a hate crime. If the races are reversed, it's not anymore. It's dumb kids. That's yeah. Odd. Yeah. So uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of response to this. Um, it trended on Twitter as the BLM kidnapping, which you have a problem with. Yeah, I know. It's wrong. Um, these, these people were never. Part of Black Lives Matter, they never said this is for Black Lives Matter. So I would rather just keep this, you know, the institution separate from the individuals in this case. To be, to be fair, you know. Yeah. My, my only issue with that, I, I hear what you're saying and I, you, you're correct. I mean, you, you're right. The, the, my problem with it is that, um, whenever Black Lives Matter is as a movement is doing something right, then anyone who's doing that right thing. So if there's a march and it's a peaceful march and, you know, they just kind of shout slogans and whatever, then that's a Black Lives Matter march. It gets labeled, it gets taken by the movement. And by when I say movement, you don't know, and this is the problem, that no one will stand up for the movement, but when, when, except when they do good things, then people will tweet, yeah, I'm so proud, I'm a member, whatever, or, and then people who are leaders of that movement, but 
but never say that they definitely are. They don't give a position that they leave. It's not not a formalized structure. Yeah. Um, They will take sort of credit. Then when something negative happens, um, you you know, and this is the point uh, with that Trevor Noah, um, Tommy Lauren interview um, that I think she was trying to get to. The, the, when the, if something negative happens, then it's all all hands off. Um, there are no leaders of Black Lives Matter. There are no real members. It's just a sort of thought pattern in the ether um, for you know rights, etc. No, sure, um, but in this particular case, and, 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 and no one ever said they were part of Black Lives Matter. They the problem, the problem is, is when you spend eighteen months, two years, whatever it's been now, um, with a uh, an ideology which basically. Um, victimize says that a group of people are victims, um, which they statistically and based on data generally aren't. Um, and uh, you you make those people into victims, and then you identify the oppressor, um, and then you constantly go on about white people. We had that MTV video uh, in in the middle of was that mid December? Yeah, yeah, it was mid. Hey, white people, this is your New Year's resolution for 2017. Um, they pulled it down after it had 22,000. Dislikes on YouTube and then re-uploaded and then I think it got forty thousand dislikes, um, but or downvotes. But uh, and then they've they've completely pulled it away. But the point is, is when you spread this ideology of hate, um, that that and that comes from that sector and that movement. That movement can't be hands off when somebody then acts on almost the exact wording that's being used. I mean, fuck white people was part of that movement. Yeah. So, so when that, when that then becomes a very uh, big part of say this, this particular crime that, that occurred, um, I, I understand why people would make the association. No, sure. I mean, maybe the rhetoric of Black Lives Matter has, uh, was, was a, a factor, no doubt. Mm. But I think in the, in the interest of, of objectivity and fairness, which we should be on the side of as, as this podcast, we we yeah, try yeah. we try to be objective. No, I said it, I said up front yeah. that I thought you were overall correct. We got our biases. That. I mean, let's just focus on the crime itself. I mean, it's, it's deplorable in every single way. We're not and, allowed to use that word. Hillary said so. Oh right, no more deplorable. Look at uh, Hillary. But it is deplorable in every single way. And have you noticed the lack of reaction from the media? And and from people in general. Well, there's no towns burning. Well, Washington, the Washington, the Washington Post said that uh, the hate crime or the crime, whatever you want to call it, if you just want to call it a kidnapping, um, and 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 assault, which fundamentally is what happened, um, they've called they've they they their headline basically said that Trump voters. Caused this crime to happen. That was their headline. Or they're using it as a as a as an example to spread alt right propaganda or something. Uh, that yeah, was, that was another. Well, that was a, another. Um, like, that like, was another narrative to it. That the yeah. alt right has hopped onto this this incident that doesn't really matter and shouldn't be focused on, and it's just an alt right propaganda thing. Except the alt right had nothing to do with it. No, but but no one says that about Black Lives Matter when there's a justified killing of a black yeah. man by the police. Right? So I think your point also is also double correct. standards. I mean, I'm just talking about fake news in general. Yeah. Using this example. The, the double standard is absolutely immense, and now I'm not saying that it is a a a plot. But I'm just saying journalists are have like very little feedback loops, and they can't see the inconsistencies in their positions all the time, and it's really frustrating to try to follow them. Well, that's why no one actually reads them anymore. But I'm just using that as an example that mainstream media, etc., is a narrative-driven machine. Yeah, it's not about mm. reporting what's going on. No. it's a narrative. 
Yeah. So the the double standards are immense. That's well, what I'm using. Yeah. I, I, and and what I was pointing to with the fake news was after you know Trump was elected and and in the weeks that followed, everyone thought people will pull back a little bit from the identity politics and the kind of blowing everything out of proportion, reporting on every Trump tweet as if it is the end of the world itself. Um, and it, it hasn't happened. And then what happened was it, they, in an attempt to try and legitimize, you know, the New York Times doesn't want to be on the same, um, they don't want to be on your, on your tabs on your web browser next to Breitbart. They don't think that Breitbart deserves to be next to them. And maybe they don't. Um, but in an attempt to try and, uh, say we are the real people to follow, you know, New York Times, CNN, ABC, whatever, very much the American, um, networks, but it goes for the same here. I mean, we pretty much follow a very similar trend and some of them are news services here. Um, they've, they tried to delegitimize the other networks that weren't them yes um and that was the fake news tag uh, it it hasn't really stuck and you're 100 percent right news media is narrative based and i i think the 20 that 24-hour news is is kind of what did it because it used to be uh you know if something if there was a car accident in the 1970s then you know two in the afternoon on on, on a road somewhere they would send a car out with a camera or, you know, probably before, after the time when, let's say, TV was invented, they'd send out, uh, or not invented in the country, um, they'd send a car out, they'd film it, and at 7 o'clock that night, you would see the car accident, um, you'd see, I don't know, Pick Buerta waving his finger at people, um, and, uh, you know, then you'd have a bit of weather and, and, and other type of stuff. Um, and that was just 30 minutes or an hour of, of the night, and that was it. Yeah, for the whole um, day, it was condensed to an hour. Sure. Yeah. And now it's 24 hours, seven days a week. So if there's a car accident, then they don't just go and film the car accident and go, okay, there was and, – and they – you know, in the, in the 70s, 80s, and probably early 90s as well, it was the, a car hits another car. One person was taken to hospital. Um, I'm so-and-so reporting for so-and-so yeah. signing off. Police are investigating. The police are investigating. That, that was the report. Now, um, because they've got to stretch it out to 20, you know, 24-hour news, uh, there's a car accident. Then, um, you know, they'll say something about how the community's reacting. They'll interview a person who wasn't even there to get their opinion. And then they will note that the tires on the car uh, are this particular brand. So they will get hold of that company to discuss the slowing speed of their tire. Uh, all kinds of random shit. So that they can drag out news into that is actually doesn't it doesn't have the content. I think you're wrong. Yeah, they don't go out anyway. They just stay. They on, make it up. They, no, they stay in the office and look at Twitter. <laughs> well, it That's is all they do. It, it's true, actually. Um, I know we mentioned the Washington Post, but they've really messed up a lot. Their uh, one periodical that they release uh, yesterday, they released a periodical. Um, there's going to be a women's march this year, later this year. Yep. Um, I think they're trying to do a million women march or something. Uh, I'm not sure why, because women are more equal and, and well treated in America than anywhere else in the world. But um, they're going to do a million women march because they're so oppressed. Um, and some idiot at this at this uh, magazine goes and looks up the symbol for for female and um I mean, I use this medically all the time. He didn't look up the symbol. No, he did. I'll tell you why. Because Wikipedia has it incorrect. So if you type in female symbol, I'm sure Wikipedia might have fixed it by now, but someone screen captured it. If you typed in till yesterday female symbol, it actually showed the male symbol, the little circle with the arrow pointing pointing at 45 degrees degrees upwards. That's the male one. The female one is a circle with a cross coming downwards. Um, um, And... 
and they ba- they basically printed their magazine with like um, a headline like you know um, million women march. million women march or something and it's it's really great the the, the symbols made out of people yeah. so it's a cool cover but it's a male symbol <laughs> which they completely cocked it up but but this is the point you're right they just kind of throw things together and make it up as they go along and I think this is the problem is people so people don't trust their journalists they don't trust their news media so. People are also making up their own stuff uh, yeah. as they go along, um, and this is why the whole concept around facts and truth, etc., is is along with the sort of philosophical things around postmodernism, etc., is where we find ourselves. Well, I mean, as as Gus Silver said on here, he said, "Oops, you must be very promiscuous when consuming news," um, which I thought, which was a very good point. I mean, I read. I actually don't read news anymore, to be honest. I just get it all from Twitter, and now I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. So I don't know so where, what I'm going to do. Ignorant, but um, or intelligent. I don't know. It's, she might become more more the, intelligent. The latter, yeah. for the first time ever. It's 2017. I can't be intelligent. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, once the media actually has lost the ability to to relay uh, evidence and facts and truth to people. Guess what? People don't listen to them. It's very simple. And then people have lost uh, the ability to to do that. Uh, you know, Milo now is going to uh, is going to release a book. Right. He's uh, been paid. Uh, is it is it Simon and Schuster, the the, the, the publishing company? Um, Simon and Schuster, which is one of the largest um, sort of publishing um, houses in the world, um, has advanced him something like two hundred fifty thousand US dollars to write a book. Um, now, look, I, I agree with some things Milo says and I don't agree with other things, but then I can apply that to Sam Harris as well. Sure. Um, you know, and it's okay. <laughs> it's perfectly fine to agree with people on some things and not others. Um, he's writing a book. No one probably would have really cared. Um, you know, he's, he's got a podcast. He would have advertised it on his podcast. He would have sold a couple of books. Well, he would have sold a few he, thousand. He, 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 he's, he's got a lot. He's following. got a decent following. He would have gone, he would have gone on, on tour dates and he would have sold his book. But it, it, it would have been, I don't think it would have been on the New York Times bestseller list. I, I, I just don't. I, I don't think yeah, it would I, have reached it. I wouldn't that. have thought so either. Um, you know, cause he's, even though he's got a following, it's a niche following. Sure. Um, so he's going to do this book and, they basically have done with his book what what they did, and by they, I mean the left, have done with his book what they did with Donald Trump. They Strassand effect the yeah. book. It hasn't been released yet, and it's it's the number one book, book on Amazon on so Amazon. far. Um, and I'm sure, well, and that will reflect in in in. Well, New York Times might refuse to put it in their bestseller list, but but in essence, in terms of sales, it will be there. Well, it's already sold. That's the thing on Amazon. You pre-order your book. Yeah. And they ship it out when it arrives. So the, he's already sold hundreds of thousands of copies. Who knows how many at this stage? Um, and all the, if you look at all the, all the, ma- the media around the book, the, all the headlines are like white nationalist Milo releases a book mm. by white. this publisher. Mm. And, and the Chicago Review of Books said for 2017, we're not going to review any books published by Simon and Schuster in protest of them giving Milo a book deal. It's it's amazing that in 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 a year I mean in a country with freedom of speech like America where mine you can buy Mein Kampf at any bookstore, which uh, funnily enough has sold more copies in the last year than any yes. than, than since the, sometime in the thirties. But I mean, they're, they're like shocked that someone that people want um, 
to give Milo a book deal. Why? He's a popular chap. He's got interesting things to say. Other things are not really interesting. But they didn't moan when, you know, Das Kapital is, is sold out or when Mein Kampf is sold or, or something on Mao, you know, like real actual killers. Or Karl Marx. I mean, Karl yeah. Marx, you know, you, tons of his books get sold. But, but how are you going to know what Milo thinks if you don't understand that he has a book to sell? I mean, how do you know what if he's really a white nationalist, if he, if he can't portray or can't well, I mean, just any that, ideas. Just that statement, white nationalist, or they've also said white supremacist. Um, if you actually take the time, instead of just what people say about the man on Twitter or in their own articles, go well, – he doesn't have a Twitter account anymore. Um, but if you, if you were to go and listen to his podcasts, um, which I do on occasion – He's the last few have been him giving speeches at colleges and each one focuses on a certain topic and sometimes it's interesting and sometimes it's not. But there really is very – if you listen to any of that, he, you, you would come to the conclusion that he, he's not a white nationalist. You couldn't come to the white nationalist conclusion. Jonathan, you've got a gay Jewish guy who only dates black men. A Jewish Catholic actually. Jewish Catholic. <laughs> it's a bit confusing. Gay, only dates black men. Like Donald Trump. This is your white nationalist? Are you fucking kidding me? It's like when those people went to Sodwana Bay. Also loves Israel. To find the prophet of racism. Remember that, that guy who owned the fucking yeah, yeah, guest yeah. house, right? The, the one that was psycho. I mean, he's, yeah. he, and, and his girlfriend, who yes. was also a bit psycho. But, but, but listen, so you got this, this guy who's like, I don't take blacks or ANC members in my guest house. So everyone went, like, fucking full steam ahead, Sodwana Bay. We gotta find the racist. We gotta find the racist. They find the racist, and he says, Apricots and peaches don't mix together, so that's why race is important. And I don't want apricots in my house. That's that, peach. that's for peaches. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the king of the world. So you got all these arsehole journalists videoing, you know, like taking photos of this utter, utter deranged moron. And this is your racist. So same thing with Milo. He's, this is your white nationalist. This is the real enemy, a gay Jew, Catholic, who dates black men. Yeah. Who cross dresses? I mean, come on, guys! Not everything is a fucking attack on your psyche. It's mm. amazing the outrage. That but it's also—it's also like you can have—you can just—I mean, he hates lesbians as an example. He hates lesbians, so you can—you can disagree with him and go, "I don't hate lesbians. I think you're wrong about your opinion on lesbians." I like lesbians. Somewhere. Sure. So, but you don't have this—you know. Puerile hatred for, for Milo because he has a differing view to you. But listen, Eusebius writes books that are out of shit. We don't burn them. We just don't buy them like everyone else doesn't buy them either. It's very simple. Just don't buy the book don't. if you don't want to fucking read it. I mean, but to 638 email, people bought his book. Oh, don't indeed, be unfair. Indeed. Bestseller. Bestseller. Um, so anyway, and people put up the, the email address of his agent at Simon and Schuster said send hate mail to her. Did Twitter ban those people? No. No, no, they didn't. Um, but we know that there's, there's no consistency there. All right. So we started 2017, as you can hear, with lots of, um, hypocrisy. Let's, uh, let's talk about the fact that, um, Barack Obama has 14 days left in office. Um, and he's intent on leaving the world in an absolute fucking state. Well, what has he done or not done? I think he's done a lot of stuff in his final few well, weeks he's tried that are seen as good. No, that, there's there's a lot of bad. Well, there's something about is, okay, fuck so the up Israel, Israel thing was a fuck up. Yeah, I mean that is just a. It, it, let me explain why it's a mess for those people who either don't know or if you disagree with me, great. Um, and I'll give you my opinion, and you can still disagree. But um, 
the he he turns around and he basically knobs Israel at the UN. Um and there's been a lot of false equivalences in terms of, oh, but Reagan also didn't veto well, and well, stuff first, and whatever. Well, first, what is the actual motion? Exactly. Mean? All right. So the motions were not equivalent. That's what's important. No, this no, is, what was this motion specifically? So this motion was uh, that any settlements in uh, any areas that are the pre-1967 borders of Israel are basically illegal um, and any any sort of occupancy, so Israel, Israel, Israeli citizens, etc., being on that land is illegal. Okay. Um, so that would include um, the funniest one would would include, for example, the Temple Mount, uh, which is the Jewish Temple Mount built about three and a half thousand years ago, um, and on which the uh, Dome of the Rock, the the um, uh, mosque, is is actually mounted. Right. Um, and on the western side is the Western Wall. Uh, which Jews visit in Jerusalem. So that, that for example, Israel uh, is apparently illegally occupying. Okay. So this is the motion. Um, there is uh, the main thing that prompts the motion is that there have been a spread of uh, Jewish settlements for, uh, you know, settlements is such a, it's such a funny word that it's used. People are building houses. Yes. People are building homes and suburbs are expanding um, into land that is, of being sort of contested. It's a bit disputed. Yeah, yeah. it's contested. Um, and the Palestinians say it's ours and the Israelis say either it's ours or uh, screw you, we don't care. Uh, so there is that tension and certainly I think that there's arguments to be made on both sides. The problem is, is that, uh, what's generally happened is the U.S. has either vetoed, so in, previously they would have vetoed something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did behind the scenes was that they lobbied other nations to support this so that instead of it being a motion passed by a small minority of the Security Council uh, and, you know, the usual suspects uh, who would who you, you expect will go against Israel, um, they basically lobbied uh, countries like New Zealand that, you know, you, yeah, you must all. vote. And, and Venezuela. And Venezuela and um, uh, uh, I think Senegal as well. Um Anyway, so they go and they lobby all these people, and then they they don't veto. They basically sit back and abstain, knowing that that it will then pass and that it's quite a significant resolution. Um, and then they double down. <laughs> Everyone loses their minds, um, and then they double down. Kerry makes a speech. John Kerry uh, makes a speech saying uh, all kinds of Ooh, irrational sort, sort of can, things. You can either be. Jewish or Israeli, but not both. Yeah, you can be Jewish, democratic, democratic. Yeah, but yeah, you can be Israeli or democratic, but not. But which is hilarious because it's the only democratic state in in the Middle East. You have more rights as anyone in that country, doesn't matter what your race or religion is, um, than you have in any other country in the Middle East. But but all those things aside, if we go to the settlements, there were settlements in Gaza in two thousand and eight and before, and. To try make peace, the Israelis pulled out. They went to the Palestinians and they hoped with Hamas, uh, who basically still has in their charter that their goal, one of them, their, their mission statement is to drive, to destroy the state of Israel and to drive the Jews into the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to these people and they go, listen, we don't want trouble anymore. We're leaving your land. Yeah, you can have all of it. We're taking these people out. They, they took 8,000 people. These are people living in their homes, kids going to schools in the area, etc. They took them out virtually overnight. It was about a month that they had to, to evacuate them. There was a lot of blowback. Obviously, these are Israeli citizens, so sure. they were very pissed with their government. They took them out. 
They didn't get rewarded with peace for that. So if your big argument, which is one of the main arguments and what the argument John Kerry tries to make is, you know, you must just give it up because if you give it up, then there will be peace. Just appease those people that yeah. want to destroy you. But there's a track record we can look at. It sounds like Justin Trudeau. When we've done this before, it doesn't work. So the reality is, is it's a terrible move. So he's done that, good old, old Obama. He's done that, which is going to create uh, issues. The way I see it is he's trying to make as many issues for Trump on day, yeah. on day one. I mean, he's going to have an Israel problem to deal with, but if he if he sides with Israel, he's going to piss off a whole bunch of his other allies, Saudi Arabia, for example. He might piss off Egypt, which is also important in the region. Um, so he's got that problem. He's doing nothing in Syria. In fact, I read an article the other day that uh, they, they, they ran a couple of bombing raids and made sure that they didn't drop any bombs on ISIS's um, refinery, oil refinery that's funding them. Uh, why would the President of the United States not try to destroy the, the, the capital funding of, 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 of Trump the said, world's largest terrorist organization. Donald Trump said Barry founded ISIS. Don't you know that? <laughs> I don't think that's the reason, but I do think that he is going out of his way to really, I mean, he left the world in a mess, but now he's really, uh, he's, he's also expelled 35 diplomats from Russia. Because, yeah, so because Russia hacked the election, which is utter what, bullshit, by the way. Do, do you think they didn't at all? I think they did have something to they do with something it. Something to do with it, but yeah. to assume that it had any marginal gain no, it, on we, the election, we, we know is it. Rubbish. We know it had no. In fact, what had a what had a bigger effect on the election? If you look at the 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 data, even. Um, What's that guy who does all the polling? Five three eight. Uh, uh, Nate Silver. Nate Silver. Uh, Nate Silver is a, a, a liberal Democrat, yeah. liberal and a Democrat with a big D. Um, and he he's well not literally with a big D. I don't know, maybe. Um, but but he's he even has has sort of uh, shown with his stats that the thing that probably uh, made a bigger difference was was uh, Comey coming out. Yeah, the FBI uh, from case the FBI against and saying, uh, look, Hillary. Hillary Hillary's dodgy here. Yeah. Um, that made a difference. In terms of uh, people knowing what John Podesta was having for his bra on any given night, uh, you know, and that it might contain semen and urine and whatever, yeah. no one really cares. No, but the emails were, I read some of them, they were really pedantic. There was a case of, we need, you know, a Mexican to represent us in this district because they are Mexicans. Like, okay, politics 101. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's not something sure, to be and, outraged and, about. And they gave, then they found out that they gave some questions to Hillary in the debate through yeah, the media. Like, of course they did. Yeah. If you, if the Republicans had the opportunity to do that, they, they would, would have same. done it as well. No, exactly. I don't um, think the emails I mean, that's, had much that's to do with the election. But, and, and by the way, it, it is so rich coming from the fucking USA <laughs> to say our elections were rigged. When they interfere go, when in they almost in, every when other they election, interfere in every single other well, what, election. What's, what's hilarious is Barack Obama. So he expels these people, right? Because Russia interfered in the election, and it's a, it's a, it's a heinous, it's a heinous, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's almost they've just stopped short of calling it an act of war. Yes. Um, and what's hilarious is Barack Obama shows up in uh, uh, the United Kingdom one week before the Brexit vote. And makes a speech about how if you vote Brexit, yeah. you're making a bad idea. And you will, if I remember his words correctly, the United Kingdom, Britain will go to the back of the queue on trade deals with the United States if you Brexit. Indeed. Um, so with all due respect on, as you say, on, on interfering in other countries' elections, fuck off. Yeah, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> I mean, really. 
I mean, 14 more days till he leaves. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then Donald Trump will come destroy everything. But And, and then Vladimir Putin, in response mm. to the suspension or expulsion of his says, I'm not doing anything. No, he invited the children to a Christmas of, party. Of the American diplomats to a Christmas party. Yeah. Well, I thought it was great trolling, actually. I mean, oh. uh, Look, don't Putin, get, Putin is a master troll. Don't well, and a monster. I mean, I think he's oh, a yeah. he's a terrible human being. No, sure. Um, so, but both can be true. Indeed, <laughs> both can be true. And I think you know he's just that picture. If you if you haven't seen it, just Google it. That picture of Vladimir Putin holding Barack Obama by the tie is is just my favorite picture probably of the last decade because it it's 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 so. Um, symbolic of firstly the power that Vladimir Putin seemingly wields um, and the inability of the character that Barack Obama has been to stand up to anything and the net effect of that has been a a lot of the problems we have in the world now. We've got uh, Russia advancing, uh, basically trying to rebuild the USSR. We've got Vladimir Putin doing whatever he likes really Um, and look I I think the Donald Trump NATO stuff isn't great Um, and then, and then, uh, you know, we've got the Syria debacle, which is just a complete mess. Um, I, I don't, I know we had, you know, Isaac Cohen on last year talking about that. I think it's gotten even worse since then. Well, no, Bashar al-Assad uh, won Aleppo. Uh, the more al-Assad wins, the better it is. If I'm honest, he's the worst. He's a terrible chap, but he's the only one who had stability in that region. Uh, I mean, a Syrian conflict is between ISIS. Uh, the, 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 the American funded rebels who decapitate nine year old boys and rape women and Bashar al-Assad's guys. Well, just, wait, bad. just, just to clarify, the American funded rebels are basically Al-Qaeda. Indeed. So America that's a, that's is once again Al-Qaeda. funding Al-Qaeda, um, to try beat Assad. And I, I mean, I tend to agree with you. I think Assad's terrible, but I think Al-Qaeda and ISIS are worse. Um, well, and I do think that it's are, the same as the Libyan example. If you were against Overthrowing Gaddafi Because your argument was Don't overthrow Gaddafi Do it in a different way Have negotiations Try to get democratic processes started Etc, etc um, Then you you should in theory Be supportive of of The Assad side More than you're supportive Of the other side Yes Because Assad Had a functioning Syria Essentially He had a country That was functioning He's, a sec- he's, he's an ordinary dictator he's, he, he had a functioning Secular society uh, Religion didn't play A huge role Okay If you spoke too much You got decapitated Or whatever in prison But it was a functioning society it, To assume that Every society Needs to be a fucking Liberal democracy Also gets up My fucking tits sometimes Well we hope It would be eventually Don't you think No you want them to be, no. you want them to be dictatorial and, 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 and sort of homicidal? To different cultures, different religions. Not everyone's a fucking Democrat. And to assume democracy is the only, um, what you mark Method, yeah. of, of progress is wrong. It, it, it flies in the face of all the evidence. But nevertheless, uh, Barry's gone in a week and a bit. Donald Trump will come in. Uh, the inauguration yeah. should be fun. It'll be fun. Because uh, the Rockettes are all crying that they have to perform. They're very upset. I don't know who so. they are. I never heard of them before then, before today, or before the story. They're basically out. a whole bunch of uh, hot women who do uh, the can-can at the Radio City Music Hall every December. I hope in Trump a Christmas show. Ret- restrains himself. Um, he might just grab them. He might. It's possible. I actually was listening to something where they said they should become like common parlance, um, you know, to, to, to talk about grabbing people by the pussy. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's like, he made it okay. <laughs> Which is terrible in a way, but it, as a, as a statement, I, I don't think it is. Um, words don't hurt people. I still buy that. Um, 
Yeah, so... It's, tw- it's 2017. It's 2017. Um, it's going to be awful. I really do think so. Well, <laughs> well not awful. I think if, if you think it's going to be better, you're a moron and, and unaware of how humans work. I think Donald Trump is going to be shit. I think he's going to do well for six months and then like just be a, a typical crony uh, that he is. I think he's going to make peace with Russia. Yeah, extent. I think he will make peace with Russia. I just wonder what the bargaining chip will be. Oh, who knows? Probably Ukraine. Um, well, probably Ukraine, half of Poland. Oh, and in this country, we're going to have a democratic, not a democratic, the anti-elective conference in the year, where Zuma will still uh, be the the president. He's not going to go anywhere this year. He's going to be the remain. Oh president. no, no, I I agree. Absolute prediction: Jacob Zuma is president till um, the. The twenty, what it will it be? The twenty nineteen election. Well, he'll be much weaker if he if he is removed as ancient. Yeah, but but he won't be weaker because his wife, his ex wife, will come in, and I and she's done such wonders for the AU. Oh, she stopped the just genocide an, I mean, in Burkina Faso. She did Boko Haram. She's got them oh, under, control. under control. Some, Somalia, with those Kenyan terrorist attacks never happened. Yeah, that, that South Sudan genocide's not. Yeah, that's much better. Zimbabwe isn't still a failed state. Um, Robert Mugabe is really like let loose. A little on the reins Everything's just improved no, She's, under she's done so well I'm very happy mm. That she might become Our next uh, dictator in chief um, So yeah It's going to be a shit year Try and make money Support people That actually uh, Support freedom Like us Give us money <laughs> Well not give us money Just fucking retweet Every now and again It would be nice And uh, well, yeah If you have a company Give us money You and can advertise on the show Indeed Indeed And don't trust anything HuffingtonPost.co.za Says uh, actually, for most, even yeah, most of them don't trust them. Well, I mean, who was reliable last year in the media in South Africa? We, we predicted Brexit. We did, and we were for Brexit. it. We predicted Trump, and we were for it. Okay, we, Trump was a bit. Yeah, we, no, we did predict it. We just made a, a cock up when Ashall came into the studio yes. because Ashall convinced us, and he was very convincing. I mean, he his was. stuff was good. Yeah, um, he knows his stuff. Um, and when, so when Ashel came in, we, we, we sort of thought, ah, you know, and I mean, that week before, who did really think Trump was going to win? I mean, Hillary was ahead in the polls six to eight points. But anyway, look, for most of the parts, for the most part, we were, we were pretty spot on. Um, we were spot on, but I think, I think we gave good reasons why we believe what we believe. It's not because we want these things to come true or not. It's just that there are good reasons why they do come true. Yeah. Well, sometimes we wanted to. Yeah. And uh, I think. So we're right on that. For this year, yeah, it's going to be shit, my prediction. It's going to be as probably worse than last year, in economically and politically. Yeah, I think it'll be much. I think we'll, I mean, flat. Uh, the economists <coughs> seem to be saying flat growth. We'll get an economist into the studio, someone with a more libertarian slant. Yes, and Praveen Godan is a shit finance minister. Don't idolize him, for God's sake. Please, people, it's 2017. We're going to use that. We're going to use that. It's 2017. So, um, as usual... Uh, you know how to contact the show. Um, if you want to get hold of us via email, you can email us uh, at Renegade Reports Mailbox at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Renegade underscore report. And then like us on Facebook. Guys, it's 2017. It's 2017. You need to get your friends listening to the show. It's 2017. It's 2017. Thank, thank you for listening. It's 2017. We're out. <laughs> 2017, good luck, goodbye, chat to you next time. Cliffcentral.com